to today, not tomorrow. The podcast that empowers you to take charge of your fitness journey, one day at a time. Join your host, IFBB pro bodybuilder and online fitness coach, Alex Gibson, as he dives into the world of health, wellness, and personal growth, offering expert insights, practical tips, and inspiring stories to kickstart your motivation. What's going on, guys? Alex Gibson here, host of the Tonight Tomorrow podcast. And so back for episode two. So if you turned into episode one, I appreciate you, whether you're on a walk right now, at the gym, in the car, whatever you wherever you may be, right? I really appreciate you tuning in and listening to this podcast. And so today we have a juicy topic lined up for session two or episode two of the Today Not Tomorrow podcast. And so we're going to talk about you get what you pay for, right? And so uh, to kind of kick things off, right? I'm going to kind of relate this to the fitness industry as a whole. I'm going to relate this to a lot of different topics. Uh, and I have a whole list of bullet points uh, and different things that I want to cover today uh, in today's episode. So to start off, you know, I want to talk about you get what you pay for. And so I'm going to give you a real life example of something that happened to me. And it's actually related to starting this podcast. So uh, for a while, you know, I wanted to, you know, create a podcast. And so it's definitely been something that I put off for a little bit. And uh, I would say it was probably about six months ago. I was like, oh, I don't really want to spend, you know, a couple hundred dollars on like a nice podcast mic, right? So I ordered one on Amazon, it was a fraction of the cost, was probably like $50. And turns out to be a terrible mic, you know, it falls over. You, there's like a little tripod uh, for you to place on your desk, but just falls over, right? So the thing is virtually useless. It didn't sound very good. And so it was just one of those situations where, I spent money on a cheaper option thinking like, oh, it might get the job done, but just did not get the job done whatsoever. Uh, and so when I actually wanted to get more serious about podcasting and actually start my podcast, I'm like, all right, I'm going to need a legit mic uh, if I'm going to actually do podcasting, right? And not necessarily that you need all the tools, you need all the fanciest things to get started. Like if I wanted to spend, you know, a grand, two grand on a microphone, I easily could. Uh, so I didn't go for the most expensive option, but I did find an option that was from a more reputable brand uh, that was, you know, better build quality and just had a lot more positive reviews. And yeah, it was maybe six times the price of the original like $50 mic that I had bought in Amazon. But it just shows that you get what you pay for because that $50 was a complete waste of money. And so uh, I'm sure you guys can relate whether it's, you know, some type of Amazon purchase, right? Because Amazon, even though they sell a lot of like super reputable brands, right? They're also selling a lot of like knockoff brands, right? And so you can find great prices and stuff like that. But another example of buying something, you know, low price Amazon is I can't tell you how many tripods I've gone through uh, that I've bought on Amazon. I've maybe gone through like four or five. They just break after a couple months, you know, or they don't work correctly. They don't have the right attachments to your phone or your camera, right? So essentially what I'm getting at with this is like, you know, the cheaper option is not always the best option. And especially when it comes to your health, it's not always going to be the best option. Conversely, though, I want to say that the highest price option is not always the best option either, right? So we can't just like say, oh, just because, you know, this fitness program is $2,000 and this one is $500, that the $2,000 one is always going to be better than the $500 one, right? We can't uh, necessarily make that conclusion, right? And that also kind of goes back to what I was saying about my microphone is that, um, 
the one that I got ended up being about $300. Great mic, perfect for what I need it for, easy to use. You know, t- I can tell it's going to last me years and years. Uh, I could have spent like $2,000, right? But that $2,000 microphone wasn't really something that I felt like I needed, right? So when it comes down to like the best option, right? I think it's about not going for always the lowest price option. Uh, it's not always going to be the highest price option is going to be what you need either. So kind of finding that happy medium for you where you get good quality, uh, good quality product or service for a fair price based on the value that it provides, right? So that's really what I want to talk about here today. And I'm going to kind of relate that. So enough with this microphone, this Amazon example, I want to actually dive into the meat and potatoes of today's episode. And that's talking about good quality fitness coaching, right? Uh, and so I talk to people all the time, hop on a ton of fitness consultations. Uh, I hop on a lot of, you know, consultation calls with people who are inquiring about my services, right? And occasionally, you know, I, I would say this happens maybe 20% of the time. So it's not all the time, right? I hop on the phone with, with someone and I'm talking to them about, hey, I give you a custom workout plan, custom nutrition plan, all these different things, right? And then gets to the very end of the call and they're like, well, I thought this was like $20 a month, right? And so first off, we need to realize that if something is like $20 a month when it comes to your health, it's probably not going to be coaching, right? It's probably going to be a copy and paste like workout plan, copy and paste diet plan, whatever it may be. So the first thing I want to kind of establish is like how much does good quality fitness coaching cost, right? Because I know that's a very common question uh, that people ask me in the DMs. And so good quality fitness coaching from what I've seen and through knowing a lot of peers in the industry who are high level coaches, you know, I would say it ranges from somewhere around 300 to $700 plus a month, right? And so before you freak out and be like, oh, that's way too expensive, I can't afford it, or, you know, it's way too expensive, it's not worth it, let me kind of break that down a little bit, right? So with a good quality fitness coaching program, you're going to get a lot of things. And if we compare that first and foremost to the cost of working out at a gym with a personal trainer, um, it's going to be a lot cheaper most of the time than working out with a local trainer. On top of that, you're also going to be getting a lot more for your money. So uh, back before I became an online coach, I I worked at Crunch Fitness in New York City. And so the gym, uh, they were essentially charging personal training sessions. Uh, They were charging $129 for 50 minutes, right? So a lot of the clients that I personally worked with, right, you know, they were doing like one to two sessions per week. So spending, you know, anywhere from, you know, 100 to, you know, $200 to no, really between about 130 to 260 a week, right? So if we take that, and then we multiply it by four weeks in a month, right, they're really looking at, you know, somewhere around like 520 to $1,000 plus per month, just for the personal training aspect, right? Just so someone can check their form, maybe motivate them a little bit throughout the workout. Uh, But at the end of the day, right, they still had very little clue about what to do when it came to nutrition. And so part of the reason why, even though I knew about nutrition, I wasn't able to help them was because of, you know, the way that Crunch Fitness did it. I had to sign a ton of paperwork saying, hey, I can only give very, very general advice on nutrition. You know, I can't tell them anyone about their protein goals. I can't tell them how to hit their protein goal. Uh, And that was all just for liability reasons. So I felt like working in a big box gym, I just felt very restricted. Uh, I felt like they owned me. And then on top of that, right, they were only giving me a very, very small percentage. So I would only make about 20% of what they charge for personal training sessions, right? Obviously, the gym had overhead. uh, They had real estate costs and, you know, a lot of different expenses, right? I understand how a gym works. Uh, But needless to say, you know, not being able to provide a lot of value to the client. uh, Sure, you know, workouts with all my clients to improve drastically. 
Uh, but I felt like I said, like I was limited, like I couldn't provide the maximum amount of value to my clients uh, that I could have, you know, through like my own program or my own business. Uh, on top of that, I felt like it was overpriced. Like I do not think that 50 minutes uh, of a in-person tr personal training session should be worth uh, $129. And so that was like when I was just getting started. So I didn't have a ton of experience. I mean, I'd been lifting at that point, maybe seven, eight years. So I did have a decent amount of experience uh, when it came to like working out, but uh, I would have, I would consider that like the bare bone stages of my fitness coaching journey. Right. And so I don't think they should have been charging 129, but then their rates would even go up higher than that. Right. So some people who'd been working at the gym, you know, for a little bit longer, the rate might be like 180 or like $200 an hour. Right. Which I also thought was insane considering that, you know, nutrition is going to be about 90% of the results and we can't provide any practical nutrition advice to our clients. So that's one thing that I, you know, greatly disliked was just kind of the freedom of working out to working out freedom of working at a gym, like having no freedom, uh, being able to really control how I could manage my clients to get best results. On top of that, they're paying a lot more than what I just described as being kind of the average range for good quality fitness coaching. And so, you know, what do fitness programs typically include, right? So Fitness programs are typically going to include, you know, a combination of several different things. Uh, and so, you know, individual programs might be ran a little bit different depending on how, um, you know, the coach, you know, wants to run their business. Obviously, they're free to do whatever they want. Uh, but typically, when you work with an online coach, you're going to get your custom your custom nutrition plan. So that kind of could be like macros. That could be a meal plan. It could be a combination of, of the two. You're going to get your custom workout plan. So you know, you're not going to go to the gym, you know, wondering, Hey, what should I be doing? You're going to know exactly what to do. Right. On top of that, you know, your coach will, should track with you like progressive overload to see, you know, how you're getting stronger in your workouts. Because as a client, one of the main things that I'll ask my clients to do is to track the weights that they're using. So then I can make sure on a week to week basis, month to month basis, they're going up in weight, right? So custom workouts, custom nutrition, uh, there should be a weekly check-in. Uh, or a bi-weekly check-in. So either every week or every two weeks, right? You should have a check-in with your coach, formal check-in where you submit, you know, progress photos, you know, your fasted weight, you answer, answer a series of questions based on energy levels, sleep, digestion, steps, cardio. There's a lot of different things that a coach might ask you in the check-in, uh, but that's really, really important for best results, right? Because as coaches, we make adjustments to our clients' programs based on the information that we're receiving uh, through their daily logging and as well as their their check-ins. But primarily the check-ins are going to be the biggest thing that I'll make changes off of personally, unless I see something that really needs to be addressed throughout their daily logging. So on top of that, you know, you have, you know, after the weekly check-ins, you might have something like a community aspect, right? So maybe there's a team, uh, you know, a team group chat, or maybe there's team Zoom calls, right? So I actually do both with my team. I have a WhatsApp group chat uh, where a lot of my clients will, interact with inter, inter, interact with each other we have different tabs we have like a recipes tab progress wins tab we have a general tab right so there's a lot of different tabs and it's, so it's organized very clearly on like hey this is what this section of the group chat is meant for uh we also have team zoom calls so i do like educational teams zoom calls with my team once a week where we break down science backed uh science big uh, backed concepts uh and just try to make them a little bit more applicable and easy to understand in all my clients journeys, right? Because let's face it, you know, sometimes when you're looking at, you know, information online regarding fitness, it can be very complex. Maybe there's some, you know, big scientific words or scientific jargon you don't understand. 
So breaking it down, making it digestible uh, is a huge goal of mine. So my clients can actually learn what they're doing to see results long term. Uh, on top of that, you know, after, you know, kind of the team aspect, right, there could be like live events or, uh, you know, so like one thing I did last year was I had team retreats. Uh, so I did my first ever team retreat down in South Florida, had my clients down uh, for the weekend. We worked out, you know, we had a guest speaker, we did ice baths, we hit the beach, right? We, we did a lot of different things. And so uh, some programs will have that included as well. Um, and then I'm trying to think if I'm missing anything, but uh, also like client resources, right? So uh, maybe your coach has built out some sort of curriculum for you, right? And so uh, one of the things that I do is I try to have like a curriculum for my clients uh, with like eBooks and different videos that I've filmed that are going to help them out at certain points in their journey, right? And so all being said, that all being said, right, there's really a lot that uh, a fitness coach can do for you, right? And that's really what makes it different than just like buying a program, for $20 or buying, you know, $5 a month workout app, right? Like that workout app, it's not going to be customized for you. And if it is, it's probably using AI and it's probably just going to be very, very general. Uh, but that being said, you know, it's not going to, you know, know exactly how your body works, right? There's not going to be that, that back and forth conversation between you and a real live human about your progress, right? Buying a program, right? Those, the way that those program models work is, Hey, we're going to sell cheap programs, and we're going to sell it to the masses, right? We're going to sell a thousand copies, 10,000 copies, hundred thousand copies, right? That's how programs are built. So it's kind of like, Hey, buy my program and then see you later. Good luck with seeing results. right. Let's face it for most of you guys, that's not going to be the best option uh, because you're probably going to have questions and you're going to be unsure about what you're going to do. Also, it's such a low investment at like $5 a month or $20 a month that, Hey, if you decide like a couple of days into the program, uh, or, you know, the workout app that you don't want to do anymore, you're just gonna be like, fuck it. It's only $5, it's only $20. You're going to eat the loss and then still be stuck with where you are in your fitness journey. Right. So that's a huge difference between, excuse me, between a program and a workout app versus like actual coaching. Right. Because the coaching is going to be a lot more interactive one-on-one. -on -one. It's going to be set up for your short-term success and your long-term success. And it's just going to include a lot more support and a lot more touch points, which make your journey feel more personalized and more custom to exactly what you need to see faster progress in a shorter period of time. So that's kind of my stance on it. Are the programs bad? Not necessarily, but do I think that programs compare it all to coaching? No, they're kind of in a different category, a different, le different league of their own, if you will. Uh, and then the workout apps, like I said, a lot of them, I've seen a few of them, uh, they're just pretty generic, right? So same thing is kind of like buying a program. Maybe you're not buying it directly from like an athlete or an influencer or a coach. Maybe it's just like a general one you download on the app store, right? Yeah, that might be decent, but you still can't be like flip-flopping your workouts because a lot of them I know allow the user to choose uh, which program they want to do. And so, you know, if you're doing like, you know, a hypertrophy workout program for a week and then you switch to a strength building program for a week and you just flip flop back and forth and you don't actually know which one is going to be best for you. You're still going to be super confused and stuck and your training is not going to progress as much as it should. So that all being said, so hopefully that all makes sense in terms of like um, kind of what what's included within a coaching program, the difference between coaching and then a program or a workout app. Uh, but if you're in a position where maybe you're like, yeah, like I understand now a little bit more about the value of what a fitness coach could potentially do for me, but it's still outside my budget. 
there's a couple things that I want you to do, right? So the first thing is, is like, keep on working on the basics on your own, right? So just keep on hitting the gym. You know, if you're not hitting the gym, you know, take, you know, a few small steps to try to go, you know, one, two, three times per week, or, you know, at least get started with your journey, right? If you're uncomfortable with the gym, right, maybe work out at home, right? Get some cheap resistance bands on Amazon and at least get into some sort of action while you're able to, you know, save up to eventually invest in a fitness coach, right? And so keep on working on the basics on your own, you know, keep on, you know, trying to get your protein in, right? Uh, that being said, you know, there's a couple things that I think a lot of people can do to easily uh, kind of set themselves up for a future position where they can afford to work with a fitness coach. Because I'll tell you, like, working with a fitness coach has dramatically changed my journey. So I've had a couple of fitness coaches, as I talked about in my first episode, uh, and they've drastically changed my journey. And it's something now that like having had a fitness coach for several years now, it's something quite honestly, I don't see myself really going without because it just makes that much of an impact on my life and my health and the way that I look, the way that I feel, I just see faster progress. And that progress, quite frankly, is super addicting. So first and foremost, like I said, keep on working on the basics on your own. The second thing I would highly recommend, and so this is great for a lot of different things, but the Rocket Money app. Right. So the Rocket Money app is phenomenal. And so what I actually do is when I get paid, I have some auto save rules set up. So whenever my business pays me, it's going to automatically take money out of that paycheck and set it aside in different like funds. Uh, and so like I have like a savings fund, a vacation fund, uh, and then, you know, I'll set funds up for like other financial goals that I have as well. So it could be like an investment fund, that sort of thing. But you could easily set up an auto save rule where maybe it takes like, you know, 5% of your paycheck or a fixed dollar amount each paycheck that you get. And the great thing about this is that it's going to put this money away for you, but you're not even going to know that it's gone. And so no, I'm not sponsored. No, I'm not affiliated with this app, but trust me, it's made saving a lot easier for me because quite honestly, when it comes to buying things, sometimes that can get a little bit impulsive. So uh, having like a system in place where technology is actually helping me save money without me even have to think about, think about it has been a game changer. So like I have my vacation fund, you know, fully maxed out at my goal. And I haven't even had to think twice about setting money aside for my vacation fund. Another thing you can do is look at small expenses. So like Starbucks, right? We all know that a $5, $7 coffee a day really adds up, right? And that can be hundreds of dollars per month uh, that you're quite frankly wasting, right? Because if you just make coffee at home, that can save you a ton of money, right? Eating out is also crazy, crazy expensive these days, right? So, you know, that $50 dinner out, that $100 dinner out, even that those $20, $20 or less dinners out, lunches out, right? Those things add up tremendously, right? So that's that could be a huge area of savings for you because when you cook at home, right, it's just so much more cost effective. Next thing is alcohol consumption, right? We also know alcohol is extremely marked up when you drink out. So like when you go to a bar, the markup is how most of those restaurants make the majority of their money, quite frankly, right? And so drinking a little bit less is not only going to be beneficial for your health, but it's going to help you to save extra money. And then also, last but not least, when you go to stores like Costco, so love Costco to death, but one of the reasons why I don't like Costco uh, is because you go in there and there's always you know things perfectly placed to draw your attention. And so it's an easy place to just throw things in your cart that you really don't need. And so a great question I ask myself sometimes, and I've gotten a lot better about asking is, do I really need this? Right? Because a lot of times the answer is no, 
like I find that I used to in the past, I used to just buy things and then I'd be like, oh, I'm not really going to use it again. I might use it a couple times and then it just sits around, collects dust, and then I end up throwing it away or donating it. So ask yourself with purchases, like, do you really need this? And so those are a couple of things I would say, you know, would be key for you to kind of focus on if you are in a position where, you know, maybe you can't currently afford coaching, but you'd love to work with a coach sometime in the future, whether it's myself or someone else. Uh, and the last thing I really, you know, want to kind of stress here, and this is really what the whole episode has been about, right? If we kind of break it down into the main theme is that price and value are drastically different, right? So price is going to be, you know, the dollar amount that something is worth, right? So the dollar amount you have to pay to acquire a product or a service, right? But value is drastically different, right? Because value is more individualized. It's about what would this mean to you, right? What would... Uh, you know, like, what are you getting from this, right? Like, it's more about your experience. And it's more about, you know, how this can create change in your life for the better, maybe it makes you happier, maybe it makes you healthier, right. And so price and value are drastically different concepts. And so, you know, I challenge you, especially when you're, you know, looking at like fitness coaching, for example, not to just be like, you know, hey, the price is way too high, right. Uh, because I find that a lot of people who can afford coaching, like one of the things that they always, you know, kind of hold up on and one of the reasons why they're so afraid to invest in, invest in themselves is the price, right? And so obviously I always tell people like, I don't want to be, you know, the reason why you go broke, you go in debt, whatever, right? I don't want to be the reason why you can't pay your rent. That being said, you know, you do have to have some skin in the game and you have to think about what the value of the program actually is. What would the value of getting in shape be to you personally, right? And so if the value outweighs the price, right? If the desired outcome overpowers the price, right? Then it makes sense that you should invest in that particular area of your life. And so I challenge you to stop looking at, you know, certain things with your health and fitness as a, an expense and strictly, you know, just looking at the value in terms of price, but realize that value is not equal to price because I think that's one of the biggest, you know, shifts I've had in my mindset the last couple of years is that, you know, value is just not the exact same as price, right? And value doesn't always mean like sales either, right? Because, um, you know, yeah, like you can get a better value if something is on sale, but the value, like I said, can also mean like, you know, how much would you be willing to spend to get in shape, right? How much would you be willing to spend to have better blood work when you went to the doctors? How much would you be willing to spend to prevent future diseases down the line, right? So I want you to kind of think of it from that perspective. But in terms of uh, this podcast, you know, thought, um, thought, you know, it went really, really well. Uh, if you guys have any questions, comments, anything like that, open to feedback at this point. Obviously, I'm relatively new to podcasting. So would love to hear your feedback, but appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, let me know if you guys have any future topics you'd love me to cover, uh, but do have a guest speaker coming up here in a couple days. So be on the lookout for that episode. Uh, super excited and not going to announce who it is, but he's a good friend of mine, another fellow fitness coach, uh, and he's doing some big things in his life. So excited to have him on the podcast and interview him. But other than that, let's get after it today, not tomorrow, guys. Peace out.